All right, we ready? Let's do it. This is the Twin Cities Carry Show. We're a firearms training company based in Minnesota. We cover permit to carry, basic firearms training, DNR hunters education, advanced carry courses, and much more. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Twin Cities Carry, on Instagram at TC underscore carry. Please like and subscribe. Joining me, joining me tonight, as always, is AJ and Jim. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Living the dream, baby. Doing well. It was nice for a little bit, and then it, it snowed yesterday. Our, our usual April snowstorm. Nice. Was like seventy-five a few days, like three weeks uh, ago, before it started raining. God help me. Uh, look, I'll take these days. I will take what I can get. I was snow on my uh, windshield and my car this morning when I went to work. So ridiculous. Anything new in your guys' world? Nada. You can't see it so much in the light, but I spent some time in Florida again. I was, I was looking pretty tan there, but I don't think it's. I don't think keep, it's rubbing, sticking. keep rubbing that in, huh? <laughs> I don't think it's sticking. I don't yeah. know. With the, with the lights I got going here, I think I look like it's about as white as a sheet of paper. So, <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, I get to travel again, and I get to go to Ohio. Not not as nice as Florida. I heard it's right? nice there this time of year. It's never nice this time of any year. <laughs> it's never it's, nice there. <laughs> not, no. Well, I think we had a dance competition in Chicago this weekend, but her mom and stepfather are taking her, so I just have to go to their house and dog sit. <laughs> that works for me. I don't need to go to Chicago. Uh, yeah. Nobody Hard needs pass. to know. Nobody needs to go to Chicago, right? Hard pass. All right. Well, we got uh, we got some interesting stories tonight. Um, we're going to try and keep it lighthearted. So, <laughs> as much as we can. First one we got uh, kind of a, a, a big, I don't know, I thought it was big. I thought it was cool. Remington Ammo is back. Remington UMC. Uh, I think most people are familiar that there was a, uh, let me talk. Um, Remington filed for bankruptcy. They got broken up, sold uh, sold off their assets, assets, right? So Ruger bought Marlin name and uh what patents uh, to, to Marlin firearms. Um, Bushmaster got sold off. few others got sold off. Uh, part of that deal, uh, Vista Outdoors, the parent company for Federal Ammunition, purchased Remington Ammunition. Um, so the iconic green boxes are supposedly going to be back. Uh, they have a facility down in what I bet you Jim is going to get. A Remington green box right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he got up. He just walked away. <laughs> Didn't say, "Oh, I'll be right back." Didn't he even. That is left. Anyone call it? <laughs> called it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I probably still have some Remington UMC. I I like it. It, it functioned fine. It's not dirty. It's not like Winchester white box. So, uh, I don't know. They're, they have a facility down in Lowen Oak, Arkansas. Uh, they put out a video recently featuring the, their president, and they kind of toured the plant. 
They talked about their plans to ramp up production and overcome the supply chain issues that everybody has had recently. And, uh, you know, I guess they had to hire all new staff and retrain them and retool. Like I said, I, I, we were talking before the show. I don't really know why they need to retool. Um, but you would think it kind of just Probably. be like... Probably because the end of the casing said Remington. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? Yeah, you have to fix the dies. You're not wrong. Yeah, 100%. That's a good call. <laughs> um, yeah, so what? November of 2020? Oh, well, I guess if they're staying with the same brand name, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, sorry. They I didn't mean they, to interrupt the whatever. I didn't really have a flow. Speculating uh, here. They, they, they had to do something. So uh, what this really means is it's another manufacturer coming on board, producing more ammunition, when ammunition is scarce. Um, I think we talked a couple weeks back. I thought ammo was was becoming a little more available. I thought prices were coming down a little bit. Jim, you found ammo fairly cheap the other night, right? Yeah, I would agree. It looks like maybe things are starting to swing back the right way here. I found uh, I was at a vendor who had it for two-thirds of what it was two, two weeks ago. Instead of 39 bucks a box, it was... It was back to 26, which is still not a great price compared to two years ago, but pretty significant uh, heading the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? Like, whatever. So, um, no, I mean, it's it's a good deal. I mean, we need more manufacturing capacity, clearly. This is the only way we're going to get it. It's not like anybody was going to spend $100 million plus to build a new manufacturing plant, train people for what is likely a temporary situation. Um, what, prices prices bottomed out in 2017? Uh, after, right, the Trump slump in the guns, gun industry? Yep. Um, so they were producing, producing, and there were shortages, and then they had an oversupply and price bottomed out. So hopefully... I'd love to say the same thing's going to happen, but there's so many more people that are going to buy a thousand rounds every time they see it now that is probably not going to happen in, in the next few years. But hopefully it means I'll be able to find some freaking hunting ammo because I've been looking and I cannot find hunting ammo. I don't yeah, know. That'll be right around the corner in no time, won't it? Seems like you blink and you're looking for ammo again. Yeah, um, but you know, yeah. I don't know. It's nice to see supply hopefully coming back online, and just the prices to uh, come back to normal. Uh, next story we got. This one we're a little, a little close to this one. I'm gonna jump out of order, guys. So Texas, their governor Abbott has been, in my opinion, begging not only for a constitutional carry bill, but also for uh, sanctuary status bills, two-way sanctuary state. Um, and now it sounds like they're working on it. So the Lone Star State, so this is an article from Truth About Guns. Uh, from the Lone Star State, they have their House Bill 1927 that would eliminate the need for Texans over 21 to get a state permit in order to carry a firearm. So this was passed out of committee, committee recently and is scheduled for Full house consideration. Uh, it was either today or tomorrow. Uh, those of you who've been following us, we talk about constitutional carry a lot. There are roughly 20 states right now that are 
seven, between 17 and 20. 17, I think, are actually constitutional carry with 20 in the works. Uh, we recently talked about, what was it? Uh, Iowa and were two of the most recent. Yeah. Um, Montana. Yep. So Indiana. Indiana's taking a step back. They're not going to sign mm-hmm. that. Texas would be by far the largest. Uh, clearly, it's. It, I don't know the populations off the top of my head, but I got to feel like I want to say it's like thirty million. It's. I mean, it's it's a huge state with several large metro areas. Right. It's got to be like California, and then it's a toss up between New York and Texas. I feel like. Uh, so I mean, right. it would be by far the largest uh, constitutional carry state. Um, so aside from the usual, you know, anti-gunners, moms demand action, and anybody funded by Bloomberg, right? Texas LTC, and, and for them, the LTC is a license to carry, their instructors are now opposing the carry uh, bill. Um, it goes on to say, Three instructors and several law enforcement officers, including their police chief, the Dallas police chief, uh, called on lawmakers Tuesday to reject the legislation, which they branded as dangerous. The last thing we need is untrained individuals out in public carrying guns that don't know what the no. hell, right? That don't know what the hell they're doing. No. Yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah. So Raul Cam- Raul Camacho who teaches the course Texas and Texans are currently required to take in order to carry a hand. I've heard that name before. Let's so see, he's well, well, at Tuesday's at Tuesday's news conference. Uh, Lon Krieger said the handgun licensing process is important because it requires people to take a four hour course on firearm laws, safe storage, conflict resolution. What's the downside of being trained? There's a downside of people walking around with dangerous weapons who don't know how to use them. I'm just going to be real blunt. They're freaking traitors, and uh, nobody yeah. should give them money. Wow. I'm not going to lie. We make money from permits carry here in Minnesota. Uh, we do. And you know what? It would be bittersweet uh-huh. if we no longer did because of constitutional carry. No. Better. We've talked about this before, though. Until constitutional carry becomes the majority, I don't know that there's going to be a big downturn in people getting permits because they're still going to want to get that Texas permit for the reciprocity of grants. I, I've been looking, and I can't find a state that has reciprocity with more other states in Texas. There are a few others that offer about the same, but, I mean, when you get a Texas permit, you can carry just about as many places as is possible. Yeah. Uh, so first off, 2A shall not be infringed, right? It's, it's I mean, anything requiring us to have a permit is an infringement. So uh, you're clearly in it for money, not not supposed safety. You're concerned that your paycheck is going to go away, which, hey, that's a fair concern. But you know what? Be a better goddamn instructor so that people want to come to you, not just because they have to for their license to carry, but because you stand for something and you're good at what you do. Um, you know, so there's somebody who we know who is in Texas, who is actually going through their process of getting their LCC. We're not going to name names or anything. Uh, 
You don't know what it costs down there, do you, Jim? I know you've been talking to him. I know he's a good-looking dude. <laughs> he told me Pandering. I, he told me and I forgot, but I do know that as an instructor, he has to pay 100 bucks every two years to certify for that. So I would guess that the permit is probably something, you know, in that ballpark. Oh, I'm curious. I'm going to Google it now. <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's 50 bucks a year to be an instructor, it's probably, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks a year to have a permit. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be something. So let's see here real quick. Uh, but they, they do have a requirement that the class has to be at least four. They recommend it be four to six, and that cannot include guest speakers. That cannot include any videos that you show. I mean, the lecture has to be a minimum of four hours for their class. Does it include the shooting portion? That does not include the shooting portion. So, like, actually mandated, you need to spend four hours in in class. Minimum. Minimum. I don't think, I mean, I think an in-class for us can hit three hours pretty easy. Oh, God, yeah. I think four hours, you <laughs> just let story time go a little long. Uh, you let Jim get going, and, and Jim will be there all day long. Six, no, seven, eight hours. Timothy. Four hours is those people that just won't stop asking the what-if questions. <laughs> story time. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not actually finding anything in the usual resources for uh, permit to carry. You can get the usual, you know, online weapons permit, but interesting Let's keep looking here. I don't know. I, I It just really feels like, like I said, the traders. I don't know. The traders. Yeah, that's, oh. Whatever. I don't know who this dude is. I have no clue about any of these three instructors, but you're literally echoing mom's demand action in every town for gun safety. The people that are literally trying to take away your right and to drive you out of business. It just seems short-sighted. Um. A, a permit in Texas is 40 bucks. But what I can't find is the period of time for which it's good. You know, I should really know this. I have family that lives in Texas in the Dallas area. And there's, there's definitely and they have their to carry. Yeah, there's definitely variations in the scale based on, on you know, prior training and, and like police or military status or stuff like that. Yeah. But $40 is the, is the price for the average untrained otherwise citizen. But I, I don't know what the, the time frame is. Well, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, it would be. But, I mean, I'm not going to complain. I live in a better county than Hennepin, so it's not a full $100 and months-long wait, two, three months. I don't we know. can get our certificate pretty quick over here. Four years, so it's 10 bucks a year. And then oh, your, shoot, that's a deal. Renewals are good for five years, so it drops to eight bucks a year. Uh, does it say if there's any, or do you know if there's any differentiation in uh, renewal versus first timer? Because I mean, when you yeah. uh, the, the the costs looked like they were relatively the same. The, the the cost was a whole big chart. That had to be at least twenty five different rows in that spreadsheet. But uh, for a new person, it looked like it stayed the same at 40. But, yes, I mean, it's significantly less than ours. I mean, our best case scenario is 15 bucks a year on a renewal, and they're 8, 10. Yeah. 
What's a cheap permit? Well, that's what it should be, though, right? I, I mean, permits are just taxes, or the permit fee is just a tax on. It, it's meant to drive the cost up to prohibit the people that to, to prohibit people from getting it. Period. That's all it is. It's just meant to keep the people that a lot of people don't want getting permits getting permits. Right? We don't want the lower classes to stand up for themselves. It's going to upset the apple cart. All right. Uh, I did look. It looks like uh, California is the most populated state at 39 million. Texas is second at 29 million. Florida is third at 21. And then New York is at 19. Wow. What were you saying, AJ? So disappointed in Texas right now. Uh, It's just a couple instructors. I mean, I think you're going to get that anywhere. Let's be honest. Like, you're always going to have somebody who's in it for the money. Right? It's the same. Build gun rage. Uh, shit, I don't know. We might as well talk. We might as well talk about it. Why not? It, it affects us here in Minnesota, and they're not interested in supporting local permits carry instructors. We're not, yeah, we, we are, without going into specifics, and look, we can cut this out later. Not a big deal. I can cut this out if you want to. Yeah, let's go there. Screw it. I mean, it's, it's public knowledge at this point. It isn't something directly to us. No. It's, it's uh, they're breaking ties and relationships with with local gun instructors. Yeah, they're they're they first started by jacking their prices up to a point that it is in excess of what local instructors, all of the local instruction companies, are charging. Not just us, all of them. They, they quite charging. literally doubled their fee. Yeah, and it was the most expensive fee in the neighborhood in the first place. Yeah, if you want to do the math, they are now two point two to four times what we're paying other ways. Yep. Yeah. So they made a choice to to jack their prices up and to hand out letters, and then what they were saying you got to do reservations, and then they weren't taking reservations. Yep. Again, With the addition of the the poor software system they installed. You know, and it's not like we were treated well in the past in the first place. It was, well, and truthfully, we were just treated like everybody else, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, that's all we, we want and ask for, but, you know, to, to take, I mean, we spend more money in those stores than probably 10 customers do a year, easily. Mm -hmm. I mean, it. The uh, income per square inch when we're in the store easily triples, quadruples. Yeah, income per square inch, income per per unit time. I mean, we are lucrative for them. So let's let's put the numbers out there, right? So we go to Bills and say we have right for our, for these are people who've taken an online course. At this point, they're showing up to take their qualification shoot, so they have to shoot at a target so many rounds at 21 feet, and they need to score so well in order to receive their permit to carry. So they're there for maybe, depending on their skill level, anywhere from on the low side, five minutes, to the high side, 15, 20 minutes. Well, what I, what I tell people is we schedule these tests every seven to 10 minutes, depending yeah. on a few variables. Yep. So we pay... All instructors, I, I shouldn't say just we here at Quincy's Carry, but all instructors at every range you go to, you pay per student, every student. So it's not like I go rent a, rain, a lane like 
any other member of the public would, right? You're going to go to the range. You're going to rent a, rain, a, a lane for $23 for an hour. No, we're literally paying $23 per student, even though we're moving a student through every five to seven minutes. They make a significant amount of money from us. Um, and we don't take up a lot of space. We're the safest lane on the range because we're the only range with a safety officer. And now they've jacked the prices up and then they started playing games. And again, not just to us, they've done this to every range. Um, well, the, the, the part I also like to add too is we are as a company endorsing this range to all of our students. We are marketing for the range and paying them for the privilege of doing it. I, I, I just don't understand why a range would not encourage uh, you know, instructors to use them, at least be tolerant of it. That's a good point. There's another range we go to, and they're very cognizant of just what you said. And they are... Every other range we use. Right. They want us to present a good image of them, and they want to present a good image, image working with us, right? Um, I uh, Stock and barrel. There's one in Egan. There's one in Chanhassen. I have not had any issues with them. They have gone out of their way to facilitate us... Uh, and help us out. So, and same with Burnsville. I mean, we love Burnsville. We we go through Burnsville as much as we possibly can. So. Yeah, I mean, Burnsville. You you know, you get Roger and Sue, and then there's maybe one or two other people that work there. So the staff is very consistent. At, at, at Stock and Barrel, unfortunately, they they do seem to have a lot of turnover. But even if you've never seen the person before, you never worked with them before, they're always courteous. They're always helpful. They they do hire good people. Yeah. On the upside for Stock and Barrel and for Burnsville. Uh, I know for a fact that Stock and Barrel has been reached out to by a bunch of instructors that have not gone there previously, and now they're they're going to be going there as well. And and Bills has just decided that they're not gonna uh, they don't want that money. Well, I was at Burnsville. They're quite literally biting the hand that feeds them. Yes. I was at Burnsville last night, and Roger was relaying. He had a conversation with an instructor who normally is up on the north side, and he is going to start coming down to Burnsville. Wow just to get treated better. Yeah, again, it's not like we're asking for anything crazy. We're, we're not, you know, saying roll, roll out the red carpet for us, but whatever. That's their choice. Um, I, I, I mean, as, as the owner of Twin Cities Carry, I mean, my official stance is at this point, the owner, Bill's Gun Range, John Monson, and his, his business manager, Deb, whoever the hell she is, have made fatal mistakes in their decision-making process here. This, mark my words, will be the start of the downfall of Bill's Gun Range. Right. Mark my words. Yeah. And I'll be glad to participate in that downfall at this point. Yeah, I... Uh, They've never treated us great, and no. now they're literally... I mean, they're figuratively giving us the middle finger. <laughs> Been going there for, up until now, uh, five years. A little over five years. As a company, I've been going there for, you know, mm -hmm. 10, 15. I mean, whatever. And the, yeah, and then as a, it's just a private entity, right? Not not related to Twin Cities Carry, just myself and my interactions with people. Uh, I, I, my joke is I talk, everybody I talk to, if I just meet you, I can't have a conversation with you without it somehow turning into talking about guns in about five to seven minutes. And it doesn't matter your, your stance. I find a way to get us talking about guns because something I'm very passionate about. 
a lot of that turns into where should I go? How should I, where should I practice? Bills is no longer in that, hey, okay, you can go to Burnsville. You can go to Stock and Barrel. Hey, if it's a Saturday, you can go up to North Metro. You know, if you're desperate, you can go outside at uh, South St. Paul Gun Club, right? Now it's, well, Bills is out of that, uh, out of that, you know, Rolodex of, of uh, contacts. And, yeah, I mean, we're not the only instructors in the metro area talking about this, so. Good. Oh, and assuming we shouldn't be, so. All right, that took a side. Sure. There were a lot of things we didn't want to talk about today. I didn't realize. I didn't know if that was one or not. At least that's the one we talked about. I was going to hit it. <laughs> I was going to hit it. I stopped short of saying what I really wanted to say. John Monson. <laughs> I might have to cut that part out. <laughs> uh, all right. So, look, everybody knows Biden put out Dinner some... <laughs> Everybody knows uh, Biden put out some uh, executive, what were they, actions or orders? I forget which one. Um, do you guys, are you familiar with the gentleman that he has uh, nominated for the head of the ATF? No, no, no. AFT. Hey, oh, yeah, sorry. The, <laughs> the AFT. Alcohol, firearms, and tobacco. Yeah, if you can't even get the acronym right, how are you qualified to be appointing people to lead it? All right. Careful. Yeah, I'm familiar with the guy. He's got quite a track record. A lot of, a lot of destruction in his wake. It's going to be a passionate one hour. <laughs> I mean. Waco, wasn't he responsible for Ruby Ridge as well? Was I didn't I don't know about Ruby Ridge. I know he was president. I know Waco. I thought maybe maybe Ruby Ridge. It's certainly possible that he wasn't part of that one. I thought he was part of two disasters though, and I just knew Waco was one of them. All right. So off the bat, the guy we're talking about is David Chipman. And guys, I didn't put this in notes or anything like that. I was eventually gonna use this to get around to one of the stories, but then I was like, hey, we should talk about this dude because he's not a good dude. He's he's a really bad dude. Um. So, yeah, David Chipman, he's been nominated for the ATF. Um, he has been getting uh, – he, he's been in real cozy with Moms Demand Action. Um, he has been uh, – let's see. Been slated to lead the agency. He did a oh, – where? No, I don't have it up. He spent 25 years as special agent uh, for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobaccos, and Firearms. Uh, Firearms and Explosives. Uh he stopped the illegal flow of guns from Virginia to New York, uh, and he was on the ATF SWAT team and served as a special agent. How much in, you want to bet he didn't? <laughs> uh, a special agent in charge of the uh, ATF's firearms programs, and now he works with former Congressman woman Gabby G Gabrielle Giffords to save lives from gun violence. How many lives they saved? Yeah. Uh, how many things like that? Because it's completely intangible. Yeah, oh well, yeah, no, that they can say that, and they can't ever back it up, right? right. Um, let's see, where is it? You know, now I'm well, I'm using Google. I'm not on DuckDuckGo, so I'm getting all positive articles for him. Uh, so Gun Owners of America has expressed opposition uh, to this. Um, let's see, where is it? Anyway, so this dude was filmed or had took took pictures at Waco with all the 
the burning rubble behind them. Was it uh, 20 children, something like that at Waco? Plenty of women. Uh, I've been looking. He was at Ruby Ridge as well. Was he? Okay. Yeah. If if you don't understand where Waco and Ruby Ridge went wrong, you need to do some research. You know, um, I was very young at the time of the that those were going down, and the whitewash that was done at the time was extensive. Uh, I don't think that whitewash is really in effect now, but yeah. So we're. we're He's nominated a guy who had literally took pictures uh, where 20 kids were murdered by federal agents with their smoking remains in the background. So, you know, seems like the right guy to run a federal agency. Yeah, real, real classy. All right. So where I was trying to go with this, and I did not do a good job of it, but whatever, uh, the ATF New York office has mocked gun owners with a tweet depicting a stuffed dog. If you know anything about the ATF, you know that they are going to kill your dog just to kill your dog if they're going to come into your house. So they uh, they put this up as their merchandise and apparel. <laughs> Boom. That's definitely what I'm going to get, right? I'm going to go get my uh, ATF shirt and my little ATF stuffed dog. Maybe they'll shoot that one instead of my real dog. Jesus. (laughs) (sighs) I don't like the ATF. Uh, Turns out. We should repeal the NFA. Probably because I've said ATF so many times, they're watching now, and they're going to come shoot all of our dogs. I think it's a safe bet we've been on some sort of list for some time now. Uh, I think we have definitive proof that we're not going to get into that we were definitely on a list. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's been some... Monson. (laughs) Hill gun range. There there was a... Oh, no. What was it? What was the, uh, the range that... Ah, you're not on the same. I don't know where you're going. The only reason we would have been under electronic surveillance. Yeah, there we go. Frontiersman. Jim's. Today's not the day. Today's not the day to go into that. All right. Fine, fine, fine. I don't know. Last thing I got. Sorry for another day. (laughs) Long, long time from now. At this point, we can cut anything out we want. We can cut the whole thing out. Uh, all right. We, we mentioned the guy, Biden gun executive orders on, you know, scary ghost guns and, you know, uh, putting money to stop gun violence. Um, all right, real quick, before I go any further, I wonder if David Chipman had anything to do with the Fast and Furious program by the ATF. You guys know what I'm talking about? They do. They were. I, I don't know. I don't know whether he was involved in that. I don't. I'm just. I'm just speculating, just to, to, to smear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Fast and the Furious program by the ATF was an, an was an effort to track illegal gun or legal gun purchases being shipped to Mexico. So people will buy guns here in Arizona, 
And the ATF knew they were doing this. They were watching and monitoring, and they were letting them buy and transport them to Mexico. The ATF was going to eventually maybe find them later or something. I don't know. They didn't really have a good end goal. Anyways, uh, Jacksonville gun show attracts thousands after the Biden executive orders. So we were talking about uh, Remington coming online, right? And we're going to have more ammunition. But then with the executive orders, are we maybe just in this perpetual cycle where there's, if it's not this, it's that. Mm. If it's not this, it's that. There's never going to be ammo supply ever. There's never going to be gun supply ever because people got their stimmies and a lot of people spent their, their stimulus check on guns, which is the American way. Uh, I mean, wasn't that what it was for? Yes. Gun stimulus? Yes. That's exactly what it was for. Uh, how else are you ever going to go buy that PS90 at, uh, at Burnsville? Sorry, from what I can find online, it doesn't look like Chipman was at least directly involved in Fast and Furious. He will. He he does. He is on record for saying it was an epic failure. His words: epic failure. It was. It was. They were literally shipping fifty cows to Mexico, which you know, whatever. Uh, I don't see how that could ever be. Well, bad. where else would they need them? <laughs> well, not here in America. We are not allowed to have guns. Uh, yeah anyways uh what i thought was really interesting about the jacksonville gun show thing is um there's always talk about the gun show loophole which is complete bs because if you've ever been to a gun show uh they're all ffl you go through a background check they do it there like it's not it's not a private collection thing there will be some who have a private collection and you know what it's usually the other people attending Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. I did. I, I wrote some discussions on gun show. I thought maybe we could talk about it. What, have you guys ever bought a gun from a gun show? I don't recall ever going to a gun show. I've been to many. I've bought many things, but I don't think a gun was ever one of them. I have never directly bought a gun from a gun show myself. Um, the prices have never, in the time that I've been going to gun shows, the prices have never been good. Like, they've never been better than I yeah, can get anywhere it, else. It might have been slightly less at best. Yeah, I, for me, it's I want a gun, I go find it. So the yeah. idea of a gun show doesn't work with the way I buy yeah, it. Yeah. There's, a, there's a show, let's go see if there's something I want to buy now. So, yeah, I don't I don't even go. Nope, I buy I, the days of this are probably long past, but there used to be amazing deals on ammunition at gun shows. I have bought a lot of ammunition. At now the amazing shows. deal would be they had some, right? Right. Yes. I, I'm sure the days of that are long past now, but yeah, uh, so, yeah, yeah. There's no good. I just don't think there's any good deals on guns at gun shows anymore because well, I mean, for those of us been to gun shows fairly often, I mean. Gun shows are not just, it's not just rows of guns, right? Obviously, there's a lot of guns, but most of them are intertwined with something else, too, right? It's the gun and knife show or the uh, historic military gun show or, you know what I mean? And so there's holsters, there's, uh, you know, bags, there's, there's cases, there's knives, there's shirts, there's, I mean, it's 
it's just one of many other things anyway so you you, you kind of got close to hitting on my last note oh every gun show there's some old ass dude selling just a shit ton of nazi propaganda oh yeah uh, paraphernalia i should say i never understood that i don't get that it's all reproduction shit crap stuff but why why are you selling nazi stuff yeah don't get it uniforms flags helmets like pins just... ss yeah. freaking every i don't get it no uh the, the, the reason i think you don't get a good deal at gun shows anymore is because they are all ffls there are very few private party sales at gun shows because if you are buying and selling guns, you are required to have an FFL or you're going to get in trouble. Just, yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the biggest myths out there is this gun show loophole. It does not exist. There is no such thing. Yeah, so it's... And then, like I said, they're all full of Nazi stuff. I don't get it. I never had, I never understood the people who would be buying. I'm not, you know, affiliated or anything, but isn't Nazi stuff typically associated with with kind of the the white supremacist crowd? Why why did you have to state you were unaffiliated first, Jim? (laughs) (laughs) To make sure you understand that I don't know what I'm talking about here. I mean, who the hell else would be buying it, right? What are you doing with it? I don't get it. So. Yeah, so I mean, I, I there is a crowd out there apparently for that stuff, though. I don't know. Uh, the last gun show I went to was actually down in Texas. And, and despite what AJ said about it not being rows and rows and rows, no, it was totally rows and rows and rows. Let me, and rows. Let me clarify. It is. But it's not just rows and rows of only guns. Yeah, no. No, there's like... That's all I meant. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for a magazine, they're going to have every magazine except the one you want. If they do have it, yeah, (laughs) they're going to have magazines for guns you've never freaking heard of or seen. And it's going to be in a Tupperware container with a a hundred other cardboard box. Now, I've been to shows like that. They just weren't gun shows. (laughs) Just Sharpie written on the side. Yep. It's been there for the last 14 gun shows. Uh, there's going to be like the outer ring is going to be like the, the people you see at, uh, like the bazaars at the state fair and whatnot, yep. just selling all kinds of weird stuff. At the NRA recruiters. I can't wait to run into one of them. <sighs> yeah, no. They, uh, yeah. Some of that stuff almost borders on garage sale. Flea market. It really, yeah. really. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Indoor flea markets. Yep. Company. I mean, he as a company even tried doing a few just to, you know, as a marketing kind of thing. And I'll be honest, we just sat and talked to each other most of the time. It was just not a lot of foot traffic. There's not a lot going on. There's not a lot of movement of guns. Yeah, it's kind of like a, uh, I feel like it's kind of like, not a traveling circus, but kind of like. You know, just the they travel from show to show to show, and they peddle their wares. And like, it's more hey. like if the old guys at the coffee house moved around, <laughs> the same guys doing the same thing week <laughs> in, week out. I mean, it really is. It yeah, really is the it, same it, crowd. It probably is a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it 
more power to him if it makes him happy, I guess. I, I couldn't do it. But I also will never sell a gun I own again, so. All right. Kind of cruised through all our stuff, guys. You got, either you got anything you want to touch on? Taking that as a big no. <laughs> you can't think of anything. AJ, you're just like, uh, can we be done so I can go to sleep? That'd be real awesome. <laughs> I'd just like to go to sleep so I can get back to Florida. I, yeah, I don't know. God. I don't know. I get the impression you're kind of tired of going to Florida. A little bit. I mean, it's nice, but it gets old. You don't, you're not going to, like, the good part of Florida, though. You're going no. To, like, are you Central Florida? Or yeah. Yeah, swampy territory. Little, little, uh, I can't do the banjo sound, but the, the dueling, <laughs> yeah, the dueling banjos. <laughs> dueling banjos in the background? Yeah. Just that twang sound. Real Florida man territory. Let's put it that way. I mean, you know, you might see some interesting shit. Just, uh, yeah, like Nazi swap meets, for instance. Uh, actually, Too soon? yeah. Too soon? You, no, you probably would see Nazi swap meets down there. <laughs> Feels <laughs> like that kind of environment. Oof. Oof. Rough. Anyways. All right. Cool. Let's call it there. Uh, guys, thanks for joining me. It was a weird one. That's most, mostly my fault. Definitely mostly my fault. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the Twin City Scary Show. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, on Facebook at Twin City Scary, Instagram at TC underscore Carry. Uh, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll be back in two weeks and hopefully it's not as uh, awkward. We'll go with so awkward. Weird. Right. Yeah, I make most things awkward. It's kind of like my special skill. Like if I had a superpower, it'd be making things awkward. <sighs> All right. We'll talk to everybody later.